Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Classic Elder Scrolls Night. I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, Ivarwin, and this is Classic Elder Scrolls Night, Episode 9, recording on Freydos, the 28th of First Seed. I've got uh, my good friends here, uh, starting with John Supa, our video content manager here at uh, Quest Gaming Network. Yay, Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Glad to be here again. And more Q of Tamriel, our other video content manager here at Quest Gaming Network as well. Hey, I'm about me, more Q, here Classic Elder Scrolls Night, and today we are in High Rock. Hello, Evalwyn. Hello, John. Hello, hello, and Shank the Tank! Yo, what's going on, people? Stoked to be here. Dude, this is going to be pretty epic. Uh, it sure is. Uh, now, now, don't adjust your, uh, don't adjust your screens, guys. Uh, this is this is classic Elder Scrolls Night. We are playing Daggerfall Elder Scrolls Two, uh, not Minecraft. I, I promise you. <laughs> uh, as you can tell from the screen, um, it is uh, it is twenty years. Elder Scrolls is celebrating twenty years of of just just awesome gameplay. And I thought it'd be a lot of fun to to grab a game that maybe we haven't shown too much of. We we did play a little arena in this show's past. Um, maybe it would be a good time to to play arena as well. But but I I have very little time in for Daggerfall, and I wanted to uh, get that up on the stream. Since we've been doing a lot of Skyrim, a lot of a lot of Oblivion, and uh, it is classic Elder Scrolls Night as well. So let's let's see some of these classic games. Um, now, now we're going to be uh, our our show discussion topics are going to be surrounding uh, Marwind. Excuse me, not Marwind. Um, <laughs> Daggerfall, <laughs> primarily. So, so John, what are we going to be discussing today? Well, today we're going to be discussing should Arena and Daggerfall be remade. Also, from the Bethesda forums. Okay, so I played Arena and Daggerfall. Dot dot dot. Suspenseful. Dun, dun, dun. Also, <laughs> Daggerfall size compared to the other games, my mod of the week, and a random lore book with Morku. Uh, that's right. And uh, we actually have been receiving emails for the show as well. And uh, we have one uh, by Armand who, who raises uh, an interesting question for us. Uh, now, we'll, we'll get into that in, in just a few minutes. But um, I suppose maybe, maybe starting with John... Uh, Sort of uh, get maybe your take on on twenty years of Elder Scrolls, and then and then maybe uh, your your take on exactly what we're looking at here in in on our on our screen. Well, yeah, I mean, it's amazing that these games have uh, the series has been going strong for twenty years. Obviously, they've been doing a lot of stuff right, and the fans have really adopted and are loving the games that they're producing. So kudos to Bethesda and the team over there working on these games. They're doing an amazing job. And uh, I think the chat room's in for a real treat tonight with you playing Daggerfall. It's much prettier than Arena. I love the anti-aliasing. I'm sure Shank can comment on that. And I, I think the graphics are just amazing. I quit. Oh, man. Uh, now, oh, look, I think I found the to this dungeon. I actually did. So, 
don't yeah like i said you know don't adjust your screens guys um <laughs> the uh the goofiness that you're seeing here believe it or not um i'm actually in an area in daggerfall right now that is completely covered in in uh, fog so so all that white that you're seeing right now is is there intentionally. It's not like some some mix up of the game, or it's not the fact that you know the the graphics in the game are muted or or whatever. It's it's supposed to be a foggy night. Um, now I, I picked up this quest. I, I recently joined a um, uh, the guild of. Hold on, hold on. Maybe I have it here in my. Okay, it's like. Uh, it's like to do the dragon knights or something. Yeah. The Guild of Dragon Knights, something like that. Uh, anyway, they are telling me to to come out here uh, to the ruins of Masteron Grange, and I am to to slay the the orcs here. Have been giving the city of Daggerfall uh, an issue. Um, one of the cool things about this game is let me bring up the map. Uh, this is the entire playable uh, game area, which. It doesn't look big right now, but when you start, you know, zooming in on on some of these these areas, then you really start to understand maybe how big it is. <clears throat> For example, this is this is the province I'm in right now, which is Daggerfall, which is we uh, we just figured out is in the the uh, is in High Rock. So you go into Daggerfall, right? Let's let's turn on all the points of interest right here between dungeons, temples, t homes, and towns. All of these little color-coded dots are all of the places that you can go to. Now, now mind you, a lot of these are are they're, they're towns. These are big places: homes, towns, temples, dungeons. Not exactly small areas, and they just litter the the countryside here of of Daggerfall. Um, now, obviously, you have no idea where you're located on this map right now. If you hit, you know, I'm at button, it shows you. And then you right-click and zooms right on in. And uh, it shows you exactly where you are, which I find very, uh, very interesting. Now, you can also deselect a lot of these as well. And, and there you have it right there. Uh, now, the reason why I'm doing this is because I want you to see that there is, in fact, a fast travel system here all the way back in Elder Scrolls II Daggerfall. There is a fast travel system, which I know makes Shank very happy. <sighs> <laughs> but I like this fast travel system. I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's really kind of novel. Um, you, you can select the speed at which you wish to fast travel, either cautiously or recklessly. You can select your transportation mode either by foot and horse or by ship. And you can also decide to, while you're traveling and it becomes evening, will your character automatically stop at inns or simply camp out? Now, the reason why you're selecting and deselecting these options is because they have a, an impact on how much the trip is going to cost and exactly how much game time it's going to take for you to travel to these places. Now, if you decide to, to stop at an inn, it's not like as you're traveling, you're going to just, you know, zone into an inn and then zone back out. It, it, no, it's instantaneous. You go from point A, fast travel directly to point B, as you would imagine. Um, but your your trip cost, uh, it actually costs gold to fast travel. So, for example, if I were to choose recklessly, let's, let's fast travel recklessly. Um, 
on a, on a, on a foot, on foot and horse and decide to camp out. Um, all right. Well, because I'm selecting the place that I'm at, actually, it's, it's not going to cost much, but let's go to a different place. Let's, let's choose, uh, bucking wing graveyard, which is another dungeon. All right. You go there recklessly, right? Foot and horse and you camp out. All right. Well, the trip cost is still zero. <laughs> so it's not working out for me. <laughs> I swear to God, this, this does work. Hmm. Hmm. But thus is the beauty of classic Elder Scrolls Night. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Maybe uh, let's let's try something else here. Uh, let's let's go to. Well, in any event, um, at some particular point, it does. The trip cost does actually go up. So, um, there it is. Unfortunately, I won't be able to prove it for you right now because I am about as unfamiliar with this game as maybe uh, as maybe you would you would expect yourself to be. Um, yep, maybe as. As unfamiliar with game as nerds are with women. <laughs> Indeed. Ah. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. Yeah, I was, I was, I was getting there slowly. Um, if Arwen's character kind of have, has pants. Yeah, I'm kind of. of. Kind of. Yeah, I, yeah, I, they're, they're they're pants of a sword. They're they're uh, they're brown. Aha. Uh -huh. They're nice. If you could see that on the stream, yeah, it's like um, it's like someone sewn two um, sacks together. <laughs> so they're the starter pants. Yeah, pretty much. That's what they are. Um, I am only level two, <laughs> and I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to do inside this dungeon. I'm probably going to have my butt handed to me, in which case the the volume is going to go right through the roof. Uh, you're gonna hear a lot of drums. You're you're gonna hear a crow yelling at me because I'm a noob, and uh, and you're gonna hear me go. Oh, God. <laughs> you're gonna hear Arwen go. Well, I should have quick saved. Well, I should. have. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Did you start as a prisoner? Yes, I did. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm sort of eager to just kind of get into the show at at this particular point. Um, we've got uh, one of the first topics that that I'd like to tackle is Daggerfall's size compared to other games. Now, we, we had the map up, and uh, maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll sort of, like, show this this map that we had on, on the forums. Just give me a minute here. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. It really is pretty. Like, you look at the actual size, and it's... It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get this up on the stream here and just swap out my normal stream. Here we go. All right. There you go. Um, now, Shank, you have this up in front of you, right? Yep. All right. You want to walk us through what we're looking at right now? Sure. So what we are looking at is um, on the left you see the map of Daggerfall as it is in, in the game, Daggerfall. And you, you see that it's 800 by 400 kilometers. That's, that's the, uh, the area. And on the right, you see those tiny little squares. Those are actually Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. And you can see that their size, for example, if we look at Skyrim, 
6.9 by 5.4 kilometers. That is that pales in comparison to the size of the map in Daggerfall, which is 800 by 400 kilometers. So, it's 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 kind of ridiculous. It really, really is ridiculous. Just how the the disparity of the size. Now, it it must be said that uh, when uh, you have you have a game like Daggerfall, right, which, which is which is uh, you know obviously it's one of the older games. And it's about twice the landmass of Great Britain, but a lot of the the map um, is is actually procedurally generated. Um, this this is in contrast to a game like Skyrim, for example, where the entire world, yes, it is smaller, but the entire world, everything in Skyrim was hand placed there. Nothing really was you know procedurally generated. Uh, like like Daggerfall was, so you get this huge, huge sprawling map in Daggerfall, which is massive, um, and using procedural generated uh, landscapes, etc. And Skyrim, which is way smaller, with hand placed stuff. And I, I just think, I personally have never seen a comparison this direct before between all the games like this, and this is pretty mind boggling to say the least. Yeah, I I, I absolutely agree. Um. I mean, you look at the corner here on the right-hand side. Those are the maps. These tiny little dots you see over here, those are the maps for Morrowind and then Oblivion and then, and then Skyrim, uh, which are, which are g- giant uh, game maps. But this is, this is how big they are in, in comparison to, to Daggerfall, which is just known for being, if not the biggest, one of the biggest game maps ever generated. Yeah, it's... I, I I don't know. I, I have never seen a game that's larger than Daggerfall um, with these open world games before. No. And I, I don't think there is, honestly. I'm pretty sure Daggerfall is like the largest game in terms of uh, landmass like that. Um, I know there's a couple games that are pretty big, but man, I mean, that, that's huge. That's that's truly massive. Absolutely. John, what, what do you say on, on some of that? Uh, no, I agree. I mean, it, it's that's a really big difference um and i've been playing a few games of late that are like 240 square kilometers and that's still smaller than daggerfall was back in what the 90s when it was made so it's really impressive to see that and actually i was kind of wondering would you like to see them go more of a strike a balance between procedural generation and handcrafting the game uh, if they can make the landmass bigger, like Daggerfall is. Sorry about the sound, guys. Sorry, John. That's okay. It's a good thing I saved. It, that's like an orc, I guess. That green thing. Oh, he killed you. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. But I, I actually, I don't know, John. You, you make a good point. <laughs> well, I'm laughing at that tiger thing. Uh, I, I think I don't know. It's it's weird because. I played a game, Oblivion, and in Oblivion, the forests are procedurally generated, and I didn't really know that at the time. Like, I couldn't tell that it was procedurally generated, um, but then you play a game like Skyrim where everything is hand-placed. I I think there's a good balance between the two. I think for certain things, like if you, if you, you know, for like houses and stuff like that, I think those are the type of details that you can't just procedurally generate that... You know, somebody has to go in and, you know, put the care into the details so every single building 
et cetera, you know, feels unique. Every city feels unique and different, not just like kind of a cookie cutter. But I think for more of like the sprawling locations, you know, such as forests, such as giant fields, I think using some sort of uh, procedural generation to let the the engine kind of simulate and create stuff on the fly, I think I think that would be good because I mean you're using the t- technology. I mean, especially I mean you just you know and you know have like a, a few like different types of trees and just have the engine call up whichever ones to generate it in front of you. I think for something like that, then you know you could definitely st- strike a balance between the two. Right, because I mean, to make a game as big as Daggerfall would take a lot of development time. So if you oh, could yeah. get the landmass to be procedurally generated, and then go in and handcraft all the points of interest, um, and even maybe a few vista locales, so you know you can get that feel that you get in Skyrim when you're kind of traveling about. I think that would be an interesting way for them to make the next uh, Elder Scrolls game. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm kind of against it. I I just don't want to see anything. Season generator really. I'd much rather see them lovingly create a world, even if it is smaller. I it would it would make me more happy knowing that they actually put the effort in and and uh, handcrafted every single square centimeter of the um, of the map. But w- what if you didn't know though? That's the thing. Um, because I th- I think modern engines today are they're getting really advanced where like. They can look convincing, so it's not cookie cutter like copy paste of this building, this building, this building. Um, I, I, th- I just think there's there's a lot more like room for expanded. So I, I think that's the thing. Like I, I don't know if I could tell if something is procedurally generated or not that way. Well, I well, guess right, if if they, if they made all of the the like say if if they're procedurally generated in a house, like as long as you could go in and explore that house and and find stuff, and you know it wasn't just. You walk for twenty five minutes through a, a procedurally generated forest, and there was nothing there. That that would um, yeah, I agree. That would yeah. bug me. But as long as it, it's, there's interactables and listening to the, I guess I guess I'd be okay with that then. I see what you're to saying. Yeah. My, to go back on my on my initial <laughs> statement, but yeah, if, if it was done in a in a really well done way, and not just oh look, there's there's three houses. I've walked three foot. There's another three houses. Like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like in this game. Like well, moving well, forward. I think the also. towns. Yeah, I think the towns and the points of interest are are definitely something that, that you'll want to see them handcraft. But I think like the landmass overall, and the overall map, they could go ahead design several assets for trees, several assets for foliage and whatnot, and then have the engine procedurally generate the landmass. I think. Uh... When it when it comes to you know procedural generation, I I, I really I really don't I kind of have to go with Mori on this that uh, really hand placed items in the game are the way to go. You know is is Daggerfall a tremendous game? Yeah, it is. Um, is that cool? Yeah, sure. Until until you get your fingers into it and you start realizing that you can't find anything. You know one of the big problems of of the game. Um, that that I was having before we we did the stream was am I going to be able to find the area I just fast traveled to quickly and efficiently enough to actually make a show out of it? And I, I got to admit, like I was I was really stressed out over that. And and you know, sure sure enough, well, you know, got lucky, found it, but um, you know, it, it, I just sort of stumbled on it. 
And, you know, you, sure, you have you have a compass and you've got a, a bunch of other. Uh, you have a bunch of other things that you can, you know, use in order to uh, get through the game uh, and find certain locations. But it, it takes it takes a bit of work in order to to get there. So I, I think, you know, what does all this mean if you're hand placing items in the game? You know, how does that change things? I think it makes the game smaller and far more interesting than a than a a giant game where there's a lot of just emptiness. But I think a lot of that could be down to the to the technology, honestly. Um, keeping in mind, you know, when the game was created, especially, you know, if we're talking about Daggerfall here, yeah, it's huge, right? I mean, it's massive. <laughs> and you could literally walk for like two hours uh, and not necessarily come across anything. Um, but I, 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 think, I think that sort of emptiness and uninteresting... Um, the fear of something being uninteresting. I, I don't think that's necessarily going to be an issue in future uh, games from the series necessarily, just purely because I think the technology is evolving and you look at, yeah, I, I mean, a perfect example, like, you know, Oblivion's forest procedure generated, but I, I would not for a second called it, called the forests uninteresting or rep, rep, uh, repetitive or, boring in any way um so I, I think it's it's a nature of you know the evolution of technology and how you implement certain features and use them to the best and what and you know use them when appropriate all right My two septums as it were yeah indeed um <laughs> <laughs> all right guys as i'm uh, getting chased down by this giant ogre here uh, <laughs> let us move on to our next topic <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, that's really did, did you guys found it a bow and arrow and it was literally an arrow and you fired it, missed him and then like, you're out of arrows. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. It was a bow and a arrow. And a yeah, arrow. Bow and arrow. Yeah. Good luck with that sucker. <laughs> and just, just to buy the fact that you actually missed with the arrow as well. <laughs> just comical. I, I, in my defense, I wasn't aiming at anything but, but that being said, if I were aiming at anything, I would have missed Probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, should I should Daggerfall be remade? That's a discussion I want to have very soon. But right now I want to get into. Okay, so I played Arena and Daggerfall dot dot dot. John, can you kind of bring it break us into this discussion a little bit? Sure. So I played Arena and Daggerfall dot 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 this is a post on the official bethesda forums by ms300 and he says and i had so much fun i couldn't keep off it yet i noticed something while playing this that has been brought up numerous times by so-called hardcore gamers and true rpg gamers god willing i I would choke the hell out of myself (laughs) it's the fact that games weren't as hard as i was made out to believe And believe me, I played hard games. Even today, I still do, but not because of the hardcore, but because why not? It took me at least under an hour to get out of the Imperial City sewers without a map. The enemies weren't that hard if you knew what to do or how fast you actually learned the game through playing it. The games were fun. I knew where to go. I knew what to do. Riddles to solve, puzzles to play. Maybe it's me, but the game pretty much already covered the details on what I needed to do. And the words alone are, 
are as much hand-holding as my mother telling me what to do before heading off to the store to get her goodies. Now I'm so casual, I don't give a damn except when I'm playing Dark Souls. <laughs> this guy's sick. Uh, who cares if games do or do not hold your hand? At least it was enough for me, enough to be fun. Both in gameplay and visual story and environment. It's like Jack's 2. It's hard in some parts, but you know what to do. Uh, but I had fun. It's also something I really enjoy. Some uh, goes for oh, same goes for Final Fantasy or Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. One, you know the good Star Wars RPG game. Sometimes they are hard, but <laughs> they kept it simple and they kept it to the books on how to make it fun. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I just had fun. I don't care if the future games are as much hand-holding as the old games, but I don't see the difference. Daggerfall and Arena was fun. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be, and I enjoyed it nonetheless. The reason why I like this topic is because I've, at one one way or another, I've I have always felt that way. Um, despite the fact, you know, despite what you may be seeing on the live streams from me or not, <laughs> uh, I I have always been intimidated by by certain things that that people have said about oh don't play that game because you know that's a real hardcore game and you got to know what you're doing and blah 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 and and I felt that way about Morrowind and when when going into Oblivion actually when going into Skyrim I sort of cautioned Jenny on the same thing telling her listen you know this isn't the legend of Zelda uh, fantastic game for sure, but you know the Legend of Zelda is very, very different in in the the kind of uh, thinking and approach that you need to have in order to get through that game versus an Elder Scrolls game. Um, and and she took that and and sort of ran with it, and she turned around and said, you know, I know what you're saying. It it is a far more challenging game, but it's not impossible. It's it's very easy to understand, and and the same thing with Oblivion. Um, when she when she went into Oblivion, I told her, "Look, it's not Skyrim. It's different. Um, not that it, you're going to find it difficult, but you're 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 going to find that it's different." And and she, you know, when it comes to um, new and different things, uh, Jenny doesn't like anything that's new. So I, I at least had to caution her with that. But I did also be sure to tell her, like, "Yo, look, you know, it, it is difficult, but." I don't think you're going to have a hard time getting through it simply because you you acclimated to Skyrim very well. And I I felt the same thing with with Morrowind. Um, I've I've seen this happen time and time again in um, in lots of different games, and I really like the fact that this person also also brought this up too. Now, Maury, is there is there a game out there, or do you do you understand where where this person's coming from? Uh. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I think newer games can be a little more difficult, but also older games can also be difficult. It's just the game. Um, I, I remember having a a hard time in, in quite a few older games, and I remember having an easy time in in some newer games. Um, things like, I had a game on my Atari called River Raid, and I'd get like to level twenty-five, and then I'd be I'd be screwed forever because it's just ridiculous. But um, yeah, I mean, I can see where people can say <clears throat> some people saying it's hard, some people saying it's not. I mean, it just depends how 
much of a gamer you are. I mean, just because you play 15 hours a day, it may you may still not be a hardcore gamer, so to speak. <clears throat> because I, I think it's really to do with quality of your play rather than, than hours spent. I think, listen, I, regarding specifically Daggerfall, I have seen people in the in the forums say all the other Elder Scrolls games are watered down. If it's not Daggerfall, I just don't play it. Now, you could tell by obviously the way I'm playing. I've got a level two Nord Knight right now. Okay, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I, I'm I'm here because I'm I'm an Elder Scrolls fan, and I like having discussions about the game. And I I have this game, and I find it it's fun. Yep. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm an authority on that. No, I have absolutely no idea what to do. I'm trying what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out my goddamn controls right now. <laughs> you somehow killed a rat. That was cool. But I mean, yeah, yeah like I just I, I want to say that I've I have I have figured out some very basic things that are not explained to you in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's one point is the fact that if you're going back as a new gamer, then maybe the controls you're not familiar with so it's not hard it's just something new to figure out whereas people who played this 20 years ago would have been 20 years younger uh had they you know had they played this game now like they may have found it a little more uh i mean a little less of a challenge because they're older they've got a lot more experience with gaming i mean you know gaming really didn't you know really hit on i wouldn't say really early on it's only i think last you know ps2 era maybe it really started picking up for at least in my eyes like in in the majority of the world so i think it's about yeah like you maybe if you're going back to daggerfall i think you'll probably find it easier than people who started with daggerfall because you've got no comparison uh, if you're starting with it, really, I guess. Sure. Now, look, it, when it comes to, if anyone ever tells you, hey, you know what, that game's really hard, I wouldn't even pick it up. If you're really interested, give it a try. Because what you're going to do, if you're really that interested, is you're going you're gonna to read the quests. You're going to look through the control systems. You're going to figure out the game. And the game, games are never developed to the point where they're just absolutely impossible. If a game is old and it still survives, like Daggerfall, like Arena, it's because it's a well-built game. If you spend time looking through it, you're going to be able to figure it out. One thing that I think sort of just people look at and they say, oh man, it's a really hard game, I wouldn't play it, is, is right here up on the screen right now. I'm playing a knight. I wear heavy armor. Now, I just tried to equip, um, believe it or not, that's not a maggot or a worm I'm trying to equip. <laughs> it's... Oh. It's a uh, um, a leather uh, left pauldron. Okay, it's a it's a piece of shoulder armor, and, and it's specifically designed to go on my left shoulder. Uh, just to give you an idea of how old the game is. Kind of funny, but um, as a knight, I can't equip this, and it tells you right there, your class prohibits you from equipping this item. So I think some people would see something like that and say, oh, man, you know, I, I, I'm basically walking around completely naked and uh, there's nothing I can do about it. 
and this game is really hard. And, you know, if there's other people out there that, that want to play this game, I would caution them against it because I, you know, I, for some reason I can't get through it. And, uh, you know, I think I should be wearing that piece of leather armor even though I'm a knight. Same thing goes for, um, yeah, you know, these leather greaves, these leather boots. You know, I, I just can't wear leather. And it does make the game more difficult and challenging. And, and sure, it's it's tough to to figure out, but... More, did you have anything else on that? Uh, no, I think I'm good. John, what what say you? Um, well, recently I've actually been playing uh, Persona 4 for the PS Vita, and that's a game, it's your usual JRPG, but in the very beginning of a game, like the first hour and a half, they're throwing all these systems at you um, and giving you these tutorials that you, they expect you to, to learn and I think that kind of helps to make this game uh, pretty difficult, trying to grasp all these systems in a short amount of time and then being kind of thrown to the wolves. Whereas Elder Scrolls games, I kind of feel like the previous titles, really the only danger you, that makes them hard is the possibility of hamstringing your character uh, if you don't understand how you should be progressing them based on the class decisions you've made and, and what uh, you're proficient at. And I think that's that's kind of something that they solved with Skyrim, obviously. But I, I don't think that there's a breadth of systems in these games that, that can really scare you off because it'll take you a while to learn how to use them. I think it, it's pretty much, you know, if, if you have a basic understanding of D&D &D attributes and what they affect in gameplay, you'll be fine as long as you adhere to them. So I don't really think that any of the games were very hard. I think it's just a matter of, you know, sitting there looking at what is presented to you and, and making sure you understand what is being said. And if you don't, thankfully in this day and age, we have, we all have smartphones, we all have access to computers and, you know, it will take you a little Google search to figure out, all right, how does this system work? I don't want any spoilers. I just want to understand the system, not necessarily looking up a walkthrough, but figuring out how best to tackle a certain system in a game. One of the things in this game that I found was very jarring is the fact that there is a complete lack of, um, well, at least from what I can see so far, it seems like there is a, a complete lack of, of just interior map. If I'm, if I'm playing inside a dungeon, it looks like I don't have access to, to a map. Um, again, to remind everyone, all right, for you, for you hardcore um, Daggerfall players out there who are you're shaking their head at me right now, um, if there is one in the game, I just haven't found it yet. Uh, despite the fact that I am trying to, you know, look through my. Oh, there's an auto map here. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There you go. Wow, look at that. Found a map. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be like Zelda. You'd walk up, find a chest, pick up the map, hold it up above your head, all happy. All right. Oh, look at that. It's 3D and everything. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, one of the ways I've been navigating, though, uh, other than this this uh, weird map that looks like was. What? I, I'm so 80s. confused right now looking at this thing. That looks like lemmings. Are you? Oh, so you have to, dude! Whoa! <laughs> what the, what what the, the balls is going on? <laughs> uh, wow! Look, so uh, navigating. That map is 
I, I'd just do it oh, the way you were doing it. That's terrible. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, sort terrible, of, but... I'm sort of understanding it a little bit the more I kind of derp with it. Yeah, you can yeah, oh, rotate yeah. it so you can see down the hall. And... Yeah, you can kind of figure it out. Yeah, that's, that's quite good, actually. Yeah, it's all right. Again, jarring because, you know, hey, it was a, it's a system that they were trying. Maybe it didn't work out so well. Uh, we're not used to it now, years and years later, because you know, developers didn't um, developers didn't take it and run with it. I think that's the thing, though, is that like, as somebody who hasn't played the older games, and like, I don't know, like I I've grown up with like being a comet, like being used to expecting certain systems and certain uh, uh, instructions and tutorials and, and games, you know, regardless of type of game, if it's a shooter, if it's an RPG action, whatever, you know, like uh, th- there's like a certain standard set of uh, instructions, tutorials and uh, systems that are in place right now. They're kind of commonplace across genre. And, and I think that's kind of been an evolution of games as they've been developed. So maybe, you know, when these older games were developed, those systems just, weren't in place yet you know because they hadn't necessarily been fleshed out developed and being like oh okay so this works so we should just put this in our game from now on and 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 i think that's and i I think that's one of the reasons why it might seem more difficult because certain systems that you expect necessarily aren't there in some of the older games you know and and i think that's honestly i think that's more of an evolution of gameplay development than it is necessarily being the game is just too difficult, per se. Mm. I, I don't know if that makes sense. It made sense in my head. Yeah, no, I get it. But kind of on, on your point, like, you know, how every first-person shooter has that stupid tutorial where it's like, use your mouse or your yeah. right stick to move the camera. It's like, no, duh. Um, I, I kind of think that The Elder Scrolls has done a great thing where they pretty much use the first half hour or so or even an hour to kind of introduce the systems to you over time by putting you in that kind of situation that would require you to use the system. So in Skyrim, you do the Helgen sequence and escaping it, and then you even go and do, arguably, everyone goes off to Bleak Falls Barrow afterwards um, when you're first starting out. And, and that's another dungeon that is designed to kind of give you a glimpse at how the puzzles will be in this game and, and mm-hmm. how you'll need to look at your environment or maybe an item in your inventory to kind of figure out the puzzle. And I think that I'd rather games kind of follow that trend of doing it seamlessly and making you feel like it's gameplay as opposed to your average first-person shooter tutorial yeah, reading your right stick to move yeah. the frigging camera. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, and I, no, I, I agree. Like, you know, teaching you the game systemically through, you know, gameplay as it's appropriate to, like, what you're doing. So if you're in a dungeon, okay, and you've never been in a dungeon before, well, okay, now we're going to, you know, teach you how to go through dungeons and how they work in this game. I, I think that, I th- I think now that that, that I think that that's like a system that's kind of good for now. But I don't, I honestly don't know if those kinds of, mechanisms for teaching the player the game through gameplay itself i honestly don't know if they were around uh when some of the some of the older games uh you know with respect to uh, daggerfall were created so i think i think in that respect if you're a gamer now going back i think that's why it may seem difficult but when it was created it was perfectly it was probably like perfectly normal saying well okay yeah of course you know there's not going to be like this tutorial system etc etc so 
I don't know. I, I think it depends on what you expect out of a game, really. One of the uh, one of the things that that I've been doing, you you pick up little tricks, uh, uh, trying to to play, you know, a game that that you find very challenging and difficulty uh, and difficult. You pick up little tricks, like like for me right now, it's very hard to sort of like navigate and find my way. Um, right now, it's it's very difficult for me to just survive this this troll, but uh, <laughs> I'm getting there. Hopefully, yeah, I'm he's going to eat you. Oh, he definitely is. Uh, but I, you know. I, Speaking of the troll fight that I'm oh, going through right now, I'm, I'm, I'm running away from him. I'm turning around. I'm taking my pot shots when I can, and and moving along. And even though it looks like he's probably going to off me anyway, uh, I'm 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 giving a valiant effort. The old college try. Um, another great example of that is you know, hey, I'm having a hard time finding my way through the dungeons right now. So what am I doing? I'm I'm going around a very specific route, trying to you know make sure I turn right before going right, left, right, left, and just going right all the time. Uh, getting my way through the dungeon, and on top of it, wow, that goblin and that guy are fighting together. It's awesome. Um, at the same time, I, I am also, when I open up a door, I leave it open. I don't close it again. This way, I know when I come back to it, inevitably, as I'm you know going through my lost uh, circles, <laughs> I say, ah, I've been there before, because I left the door open. Little tricks like that go a long way in, in finding your way through some of these older game systems. And actually, yeah. you are trying to close some doors, but the ogre is chasing you and opening them back up. Yeah, I was trying to slow him down. He, I don't know how he's fitting through these doors. He's just tremendous. <laughs> Magic. Yeah. Dragon shout. Use your dragon shout. <laughs> yeah. Where's my, where's my dragon shout button? Oh, I got him. I got him. I killed him. I can't believe wow. I killed him. That's a win. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that, that's awesome about win. Yay! Yay for me. Oh, I feel He's good about myself. Chasing him through the dungeon for about 20 minutes. <laughs> He's like literally poking him in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, I'm so proud of myself right now. <laughs> yeah, that one's definitely going on the fridge, dear. Oh, yeah. All right, hold on. Let me save my game. Good idea. Good See, idea. he's learning. Learning, guys. I'm learning. I'm getting through my. I'm getting through Daggerfall. No, actually, that's the point. They're saying in chat it wasn't even an ogre; it was a giant. Like, no, none of us was going to take on a giant at level two in Skyrim. No, <laughs> not unless we wanted to go so, on a cool like ride. Yeah, up yeah, to space. So, yeah, if I win, that was actually quite a good win. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes. Um Yeah. What? What the hell level am I? <laughs> I tell you what, though, my strategy in this game wouldn't wouldn't change. I would still I would have seen that ogre thing and like I would have just ran away. Yeah, I'm still level two. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know me, I'm I'm about as uh, stubborn as as a as a. Horse. Oh, you 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 are like the paladin dungeon delver. Like you just go in there and just destroy stuff. <laughs> I I, bra- is- I bravely run away. To- oh God, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I've figured out what the red bar is now. Okay, it's, yeah, isn't that your stamina? Fatigue. It's fatigue. I thought that was health. No, it's fatigue. No, health is green. Green's health. So that's how tired that you are. <laughs> I no. thought, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Blue my mind when like a moment said, no, it's not. No, health is green. I was like, what? Yeah. Blue's magicka though, right? In, yeah. Work. It's got to be. But, um, red is, is actually fatigue. 
so how tired you are. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, my my uh, my red bar is dipping a little bit over so here. So is it? Wow, if actually... it's full, you're tired. Yeah. What are some mechanics that have uh, that the Elder Scrolls games have had that have kind of stumped you guys? Like for me, um, in Oblivion, the whole sleeping to level up, I I don't think that was ever covered <laughs> in the beginning sequence, and that was kind of a weird thing because I think I played for like five hours before someone was like, "Dude, in order for you to level up, you got to go to sleep." Well, how I, about how about sleeping in order to heal? I mean, if you've been watching the stream a couple of times, I've already each time I get through a fight. Um, I, I rest until fully healed. And I, I kind of like that old game mechanic. And it, and it's actually, it's, it's still there in, uh, in the, in the new games. You, you sleep, you, you know, no matter what your health is, you sleep, you, you get healed up. Stamina yeah, recovers. Whereas in Skyrim, you can kind of get a bonus for sleeping. That, that yep. helps your skills improve and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. that mechanic's still there. It's just in it's a enhanced, different way. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think, man, honestly, the, the, the mechanic that really stumped me, uh, specifically, I'm talking about Oblivion here, because that was actually the first, you know, first Elder Scrolls game I played. The whole, um, the, the, uh, the, the haggling system coupled with the bartering, that took oh, me a God. little bit to get. And once I figured it out, I mean, man, I, I was golden once I figured it out. Because yeah, I didn't understand that until you explained that, that's it on stream one day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I mean that's a, like that. That's something that you really like. Somebody needs to sit you down and explain it to you. And like all I had was like me, my buddy sitting next to me who hadn't played the game either. We'd both never even seen an Elder Scrolls, and we had this strategy guide in our lap, and we were pouring through it. Like, what do we do? <laughs> it took us like half an hour, but we figured it out, and we we're like, okay, so that's sweet. But man, I mean, that is that is a ridiculous mechanic. I I want to see it return, but that that's the one that really stumped me for a while. Yeah, I have to agree with that actually because it was horrible. I, I, I really don't like that system. Yeah, it's terrible. But um, yeah, so that that'd be mine as well. Why? Why is there so many giants in here? How are there like you're in a dungeon, dude? How are there giants like in a dungeon? It's a really <laughs> tall dungeon. Test logic. Right. <laughs> hey, did you see them? Just like you know. Crashing right through those doors, just like they weren't even there. Yeah. I like the fact you like two shutting orcs, though. You must be pretty balling there. Oh, that's two. Oh, there's two of them. There you go. Oh, oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. The inevitable death on classic Elder Scrolls, mate. Oh, my God. Well, you know, I feel like we should have a death count in, in like, the top corner. (laughs) I know. We really should, dude. Like, if (laughs) Marvin dies, like, at least three times a night. I don't don't think I've died that many times right now where it would be, it it would be, like, we could probably figure out exactly how many times so far. What was it, like, maybe four or five? Wow. That's a lot, though. That is a lot, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I think we could probably just sort of guess that it was about four or five at this point. I guess I don't know. I, I think if you normalize it to classic Elder Scrolls night, that's about par. Yeah. <laughs> I'm level and two in fighting giants. I had a tiger thrown at me. Oh my god! There's another tiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it's but a like, it's if a you add it with like how many times you've been arrested in Oblivion and how many lockets you broke <laughs> over games, like your 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 sucky counter is quite high. Like, I, I, like, I'm really proud that I know you. The fact that you come back every week and do this over and over, <laughs> and you just haven't offed yourself. <laughs> you know, like, 
you have to give it to Arwin. He's <laughs> he's he's definitely a sticker. <laughs> oh yeah, he always gives it the good old Oxford try. Old, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he old, has my the old Oxford You guys try. do know what the definition for insanity is, right? Trying the same thing over and over, expecting and different results. Result, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Oh. Yeah. Hell. Oh, that must have been water. <laughs> Look at that. You can actually walk under the water. It's, it's pretty cool. Let me get out of here. Oh my god, you got an health bar. I mean, a, a breath bar and everything. A breath meter, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's cool. That's sick. I gotta say, I'm really, I'm like legitimate, for what it is, I am legitimately enjoying uh, this game. Okay, dead end. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not totally hating watching it. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Sean, I, I I know I know we've got another we've got another discussion topic, uh, but are we are we good with? Okay, so I played Arena and Daggerfall. Dot dot dot. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd say we we covered that. All right. Should Daggerfall be remade? I think we've been we've been looking at this and talking about it um, enough where we can sort of figure out like okay, I either I either hate this game or I love this game. Um, you think it should be remade, John? If it were going to be remade, basically what what I would make me happy is if Bethesda revisited it, and instead of putting it into say Skyrim's engine or something of that nature, if they basically just went in and and up the graphics of a game, uh, made them high res, etc., but not necessarily porting it into a system that was foreign to the game to begin with. Um, because as you can see, I mean, it's not really designed like Skyrim. You're, I believe the way you swing your mouse actually is how you swing your sword, right? Yeah. So I think that's kind of unique. And I'd like to, if I wanted to play Daggerfall, I want to play it the way it was originally intended to be played. That's, that was how I was going to approach this topic was if, if, uh, and they've, Bethesda has always said, you know, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to remaking these games, we'd rather go forward instead of going backward. Um, and I, I, I totally support that decision because, you know, we, we've seen this stuff. You know, we, we want to see more. Um, but if they were to maybe license someone to say, here, take Daggerfall and just, you know, clean it up. I, I would be totally okay with um, it being the exact same game, only maybe just like a like an HD version of it, sort of like how, how other games in the recent past have, have been given the, the treatment. Final Fantasy, what was it? Final Fantasy VII was given an HD remake, no, right? it wasn't, no, ten. damn it. It was ten and ten two. But you're right, it should be remade in an HD version. Square Enix, get on this. Yeah. So I, I sort of feel that way about it. What, what do you think, Shank? Okay, um... I am like a huge stickler for visuals and I, everybody knows this. I don't have to beat a dead horse, but it may surprise you. I want the systems and the mechanics of this game to stay the same. So like this menu that you're looking at, this inventory menu, you know, don't change it to be, you know, modernize it to be on Skyrim's inventory menu because that's Skyrim's inventory menu. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I think keep the systems, the mechanics, most definitely the quests, the NPCs, like all of that the same. But literally from a technical standpoint, redo it. 
and I think that's that's really what I mean by say when I say like remake the game. I really mean from a technical standpoint because and a lot of this comes from my respect for the sheer size of this game. It's twice the landmass of Great Britain. Putting this up to, you know, modern technical standards on a modern engine. You know, I'm not saying again, I'm not saying change the gameplay, don't change the systems. I'm I'm not saying change that just from a technical standpoint so that when you emerge, you know, if Favarwin ever gets out of this and, you know, you see like the world and you see the world and the land and it just sprawls endlessly in front of you and you're like, oh my God, like that is a massive, massive landmass and it's just endless, limitless opportunity to just walk, explore. I think a, a technical overhaul of this game, you know, draw distance, LOD, anti-aliasing, texture resolution, all these other effects. I would love to see that applied to Daggerfall because I, and it's going to sound shallow, but I mean that this, that's, this is just my personal preference and what I look at in games is I think if they did that, I genuinely would have a huge, uh, I guess a greater respect for the game than I already do. And, and again, it sounds shallow, borderline blasphemy, but that that's just my perspective on games like and i honestly think that if they did that this will probably be my favorite game i'm not i'm not even making like not no hyperbole it probably would be my favorite game yeah i i i i tend to agree with with that simply because of of the the fact that um this game is is meant to be played a very certain way and if they were to to sort of modernize the game systems, it, it wouldn't be the same thing. And I think there'd be a, a huge draw, a, a huge call out to, you know, hey, you did it wrong, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think if they just sort of update, update the graphics, not 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 like a crazy amount either. Like we don't need hyper realistic Skyrim-esque graphics in this game. That's, I do. Uh, that's just me. <laughs> that's, uh, that's literally me. One person. I, I think... I think that move, creating Daggerfall or recreating Daggerfall, is is really a move that's that's going to be for the super Elder Scrolls fan. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to say, "Oh wow, Elder Scrolls 2 HD." Yeah, I'm going to definitely buy that and have that be my entry into the mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls universe, like Skyrim was. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I killed that giant. <laughs> uh, so. I, I think if you make those graphics that you know super super hyper realistic Skyrim like graphics, um, I, I think you're falling on deaf ears. I think people are going to be like, "Wow, this is a really awesome game," you know, and they're going to think it's a brand new game. And then there's going to be people out there saying, "Like, yeah, but you know what? You're missing the point. That the point is is that it's it's a uh, it, it's Daggerfall only just slightly better in, in all the game systems." I think if you draw new people to this game with those those hyper realistic graphics, they're going to look at the game systems and be like, "This game is crap. It's the prettiest piece of crap I've ever seen in my life." Because they're unfamiliar with these these old style uh, game systems. I think if you just simply update the graphics a little bit with the game systems, it's going to draw more of a, a a fan reaction than the other way around. But just just my my two cents on it, Maury. Uh, what about you? As for the question, should it be remade? Uh, I would go no. Um, I, I don't think they should ever go back and remake 
any of the games. And I know, I know Bethesda said they won't, but like I would rather that Bethesda put time into making my next Elder Scrolls game than spending, you know, like how, how long would, you know, technically how long would it take them to be able to put the size of this game onto like a Skyrim engine or or to up, upgrade the graphics and stuff like that. I, I would rather they put it into making Elder Scrolls. Well, um, I mean, they could six, always Valen Wood. They could well, always I mean, they license. Could, Go ahead, John. Right, they could contract a uh, third party. Like uh, Metal Gear Solid was made for the PlayStation by Konami, and then it was remade for GameCube by uh, te- uh, Silicon Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. Third party can be contracted to go through and, and update the graphics uh, or, or rebuild the game uh, on an engine that's more appealing to today's crowd. So I don't think it would be something that Bethesda would have to necessarily spend their time doing. But, but doing that, I just don't think that the true Elder Scrolls fans, the, the, the those guys, you know, say like Lou and things like that who've played it from Arena, I don't, I don't think they'd buy that, Bethesda not doing it. Um, but it's, I, I it's don't the think same. They don't. They don't change the content. They just up the visuals. Uh, I, I just. I don't know. I, I. I kind of like my games where they are. Let's. Let's all. Let's constantly move forward. Um, like I'm not saying never go back to the area. You know, maybe introduced Daggerfall in in a new area in a new game, but um, don't revisit the old content and um, and the old. Game mechanics. I mean, game mechanics have have changed because the population have changed. Um, I'm not necessarily. I don't think you necessarily have to bring things from the past um, to the front to the future. Like, I'd like to see constant innovation rather than, well, look, it's ten year old. Let's let's bring this out again and make us a bookload more money just by making it new skin. Um, I'd, I'd say. Just keep going forward is my uh, my opinion. Not sure if I'm hitting a bug here or if there's something else going on, but every time I walk up those stairs, you I keep loading back, yeah, or yeah, you like die I or something. Automatically yeah. die. I, I don't know what's up with that. Hmm. I'll go up these stairs instead, see what happens. I'm trying to get to like a safer location so I can at least rest until I'm healed. Um, can you? Uh, I was gonna say, is, can you? Is there like a way you can like? I, I was gonna say, is there like a console in here that you could like toggle God mode and see if you walked up and it would still like clip you into the that death screen? Um, if there is, I I don't know. Probably, <laughs> but who knows? Um. All right, guys. Well, anything else on on that topic? Well, actually, yeah. I, I kind of want to bring something up. So, uh, we talked about at least me, you, and Shank agreed that if they were going to do it, we'd want them to keep the mechanics and everything like that. So how does that affect your opinion of projects like Skywind, uh, which is going to be Morrowind ported into the Skyrim engine, which means that all of the systems that were in Morrowind will now be running on Skyrim, uh, their systems, and it's basically just going to be they're bringing over the quests and the quest dialogue and the story over. They're even going to have to change the map because... The original, sorry, cat is going crazy. Uh, the original <laughs> Morrowind map would look too desolate if they brought that over. It, it would be too wide, um, too sparsely covered. So they're, they're even going to have to take artistic uh, 
what would you call it? License. Artistic license. Yeah, artistic license to go ahead and, and kind of rework the map of Morrowind so that it works in the, the Skyrim engine. I mean, what are some of your opinions on that? That's, yeah, see, I, I still think, like, even though, like, the core systems and mechanics are kind of being lost, I, I still think that's uh, awesome because this is a group, this is someone from the, these are people from the community that are doing this. And I think I still think it's really great because like they're they're literally retooling it. Uh, you know they're they're kind of making like this hybrid sort of, and and I think that's just that says a lot about. I don't think that's lessening Morrowind's gameplay. I don't think it's lessening Skyrim's, but I I just think it's adding to the the. Uh, it's just another experience you can have within the Elder Scrolls universe. You know. Uh, and I think that's awesome that people are doing this and they're going to put it out for free and be like, hey, so this is this is like our take on, you know, bringing more wind over onto the Skyrim's engine. And the, here's some of the things that we're missing here, some of the things that were added. I I, I don't know. I, I think that's really cool. I, I generally I don't have a problem with it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it at, at you know, Sky, Morrow Skywind or whatever it's called as as just a mod, as just a a totally different game is. Yeah. It's not a true Elder Scrolls game because it's not made by Bethesda and it's not Morrowind and it's not Skyrim. So I'm just seeing it as a total as a totally different game. Maybe like Shadow Key or or uh, Red Guard or something like that, like like an offshoot. Um so I'm just I'm just interested in the fact that it's a mod that looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun because of the amount of work they put in it. Oh yeah. I am am I playing it? I'm not you know, I won't be playing that to say, oh this is this is my Morrowind fix now. Like if I wanted a Morrowind fix, I would I would go back and play Morrowind. Um, but I'm I'm kind of happy with 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 my Elder Scrolls um, games, kind of as they are. Uh, Skyrim, a lot of our Skyrim, slowly exploring Oblivion uh, and moving forward. I'm, you know, I'll be I'll play the ton out of Elder Scrolls Six and other Elder Scrolls games, but I don't necessarily need to look back. But um, it's definitely interesting to see other people's takes on games in the modern community. I think because um, you know it's a it's a mod. I, I think there's a lot of forgiveness in um, in 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 things that maybe other people would not necessarily forgive if Bethesda were to do it. Yeah. That said, I am really looking forward to you know getting into that and seeing exactly what what these mods have in store. Uh, for for the game, um, I think any I think any real Elder Scrolls fan is is going to be just naturally interested in looking at what the game looks like um, after you've sort of given it an, an updated treatment. And and though I think a lot of people would simply prefer the old style of the game, they at least would be you know very interested in seeing how it looks if you if you give it the modernized touch. Uh, I, I'm going to have to actually disagree with um, all three of you. I do think it, it will kind of cheapen the Morrowind experience because maybe we're saying that we w- we're not going into this expecting it to be Morrowind, but, but I have a feeling that there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of gamers that would never pick up Morrowind because of how it looks <clears throat> and are looking at this as an opportunity to pick it up and have it look a lot better. Um, so I, I kind of wish that instead of them bringing over Morrowind's quest and stuff like that, they had gone totally original, done all their own original quests like Falskar did. and Or even like there's another modding group out there that is creating 
beyond uh, Skyrim. Similar, yeah, beyond Skyrim. And that they're going to allow you to go visit other locations in the other providences with their own take on quests and stuff like that. I just feel that directly porting it all over uh, the story content from what Bethesda did will cheapen the Morrowind experience and I, I kind of uh, disagree with the Skywind mod. Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting take. I don't, I don't think you're wrong um, in, in when, you, when you say for sure that, that people who are looking to get into, into Morrowind um, are going to look at that as the definitive uh, art style and look for them. You know, I, I think you're 100% right. Do you, do you think that it, it has to be, I, I don't know, like, I, I do, you, do you see the fact that it's it's kind of like a, the, the mod versus the, the actual, like, standalone company? And you, you are right, like, there, there are fans out there, modding communities that do their own completely original content and stuff. Um, but I, I don't know, I, I think there is something cool of, you know, taking some of the like the older quests and storylines and putting them on like a newer technology i don't know like just just purely from like a technical state this is technical shank speaking i think there's something cool and definitely piques my interest so i don't know if it would necessarily cheapen it versus just provide an alternative experience but whether that experience is the right one or the wrong one i don't know if we can say if it's the right one or the wrong one. I, I, I just, I think it's a, just an alternative experience. But how arguably, how it, like all of the mechanics are completely changed. You're not playing Morrowind the way Bethesda designed Morrowind. You're now playing Skyrim with a Morrowind right, skin. And, and, right, but that, that's why the name of the mod is not Morrowind. It's Moro. It's uh, Skywind. It's a hybrid of the two. How, how would Shank feel about? Um, you know, like Oblivion being ported into Skyrim. You know, like you said, I would like, play it in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? But like you say, one of one of your favorite things about Oblivion is like the archery. Like, would 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 that not ruin it for you? Because like, no, doing because, the archery because in Skyrim. I, no, because if I want the Oblivion archery, I can play Oblivion. I would play it out of curiosity and to see what what the visual and technical updates would be, and and I would probably love it just as much. Um, but in my head, I would say I, I would never see it as a replacement to Oblivion or an alternative to Skyrim, etc. Uh, no, exactly. it, would, it would just be a different experience. Exactly. And that's kind of what John's saying is like some people are going to be going into Skywind, Skywind or Morrowind. No, yeah, Skywind as thinking this is Morrowind and it isn't. And like some people are going to have that, that feeling where, oh, this is this is Morrowind and it's it's not going to be so. Right. I, I think people going into it really need to have a um, understanding. Have an yeah. Being you know, you know, it's like be informed of what you're getting into. Like, right. Right. This is not a replacement for Morrowind. This is not a replacement for Skyrim or anything like that. This is kind of like fans a lovingly fan interpretation. Yeah. 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 So yeah, as long as people are informed, like I've no, I've no issue with it, but people. On the internet, aren't always informed. <laughs> it's the right. Internet. No, exactly. I mean, look at <laughs> Bradford uh, and his love for Lord of the Rings, and you know the, the movies. And there's the crowd of people that are so vocal. And I think this will happen on the forums. Is you will see an outcry uh, from those people that really love Morrowind, uh, condemning Skywind. Uh, same way you see it with you know people that enjoy the Song of Ice and Fire books, 
condemn Game of Thrones. I mean, I'm a fan of those, but I can see it as an adaptation. I just don't think everyone will see it as an adaptation. Right, right, right. Um, you make a good point. I, yeah, I it's definitely realistic, it. yeah. All right, uh, well, um, let's see. Moving right along. Uh, those were our discussion topics. And now, uh, hey, gee whiz, guys, you know, th- this show has been, it's gone from a, a weekly stream to just uh, a podcast version uh, out there. And, and now it's become one of the <laughs> rising stars of the Quest Gaming Network. Beloved, beloved stream, I got to say. You guys, uh, listeners out there, really, really love this show. Uh, we're getting a lot of awesome feedback. And and um, we're actually getting emails, too, now. So it's it's pretty awesome to see how this, how this show is, is growing. Um, so... One of the emails that we have received recently comes from a gentleman named Armand. And uh, Shank, if you will, please, uh, he has a very important question for us. Sure. He says, hello, crew. Armand here again. Just had some random thoughts and question. On classic Elder Scrolls night, you discussed if Skyrim was a lackluster RPG. I would have to say no, but with a caveat, now here's why. Skyrim is fun and expansive, but I find it disappointing that when I kill Alduin become Thane, etc., the world just asked me if I lost my sweet roll. Also, the quests are shallow and unrewarding. Skyrim is as big as an ocean, but as shallow as a pond. Your huge longtime fan, Armand. Hmm. I I don't necessarily disagree with him. Specifically to the to the to the quests and the NPC reactions, I I I can't disagree with him there. Like a quest consequences, I should say. Let me be more specific. Yeah, I, I, we've always, we've always said that. I think a lot of us have said that. Um, you know, we, we sort of wish that going, going through Skyrim, that, um, you know, your, your the, the consequences of of your actions sort of filter through in in how NPCs interact with you. Uh, that's that's always a big big thing for us. So I, I completely agree with with Armand. As far as hey, you know, big as a jo- as, o- as an ocean, but shallow as a pond. I don't know on that one, man. I don't know. I think you're glossing over a lot of things that you may be taking for granted. I think I understand what he's trying to say is that like it's it's physically like there's so much stuff to do, but I think depth wise, he feels like there isn't as much. Uh, maybe compared to past games or even other RPGs he's played. Um. It's I see that 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 that's it's it there's it's interesting because I I think certainly compared to Oblivion there there's more to do but some of like for, I've always said the guild quests in Skyrim I felt were far too short so you know I guess it depends on do you do you take do you want you know a world with more stuff to do or do you want a world with less stuff but more deeper stuff you know I, I think I don't know I that's 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 definitely, I guess, like a preference thing, honestly. Yeah, I, I kind of definitely disagree. Like, who, like, who knows you're going off to fight Alduin? Three people. Like, why, why would an average guard in in Windhelm or in Dawnstar know you've gone off to fight Alduin? Oh, you mean okay? So you mean like in the game, like who knows that you yeah. are actually the Dragonborn? Yeah. What the hell, like? 
you're just you're just a guy. Like, well done. Okay, you 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 know. I mean, Dawnstar, you're the guy that that, that stopped Vermina. Like, who's Alduin? Like, okay, oh, dragons. Right, okay. That that I'm scared of that dragon in the sky. I'm not scared of a dragon that I've never seen before. I only heard stories about. Like, nobody knows Alduin's out there. Like, apart from you and this old guy who lives in the Ratway. Like. Uh, yeah, Maury's got a good point. But oh, you make it. You that's I've never thought of it that way. To be honest with you, it's it, it sort of it's sort of cleverly skirting around the 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 glaring issue. That is, even though when you do have um, obvious, let's say um, obvious uh, indications that everyone around you should know what you did that was heroic, they still don't and still don't recognize you. Like like for example. You become Thane. All right. Guards, sure, after you get caught with something, you tell them, hey, I'm Thane. They're all like, oh, sorry, the noon. Um, but they, no, you should know. Like, you should already know. They're after You're at least a guard, week man. in game. <laughs> yeah. Like, after at least a week in game, like, leaflets around Whiterun should have been passed out by the Thane, uh, by the king, or the, the Jarl, I should say. Saying, hey, you know what, uh, Mark Q of Tamriel is, is Thane here. Uh, extend all courtesies. And when you walk in, they should be like, my Thane. But they don't do that. Instead, they say, you know, oh, it's a man, lost your sweet roll. And you feel like, all right, you know what, now we're going to throw down, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just to come back to that, like, they, they also, you know, they give you that option of being able to say, hey, I'm Thane. Under that option, you're also, uh, hey, I'm with the Thieves Guild. Here's some money. Let me off. So like it's it's just a branch of options that they give you, mm. and like we always say, options are good. So, like, should should automatically Thane override the fact that you're in the thieves' good and you just want to pay off a fine, you know, pay off your fine as a, as a dastardly criminal? Like, it really depends how you want to RP it. In, in some, in I think maybe. That's true, though. John, what's your two septums? Um, I agree with Armand. Uh, and disagree with Morku. Um, I believe that it, it is no, not out of spite. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I honestly do believe that it is. The depth isn't there. It, it's all, you know, it's all skin deep. Um, like in the beginning, the guards know you are Dragonborn because it's a guard that first points out the possibility that you're Dragonborn when you slay the dragon at the Western Watchtower. Um, so you would assume that word of mouth would travel amongst the guards, and they'd start to treat you with respect. Uh, and it doesn't happen, or or you you know you you become thane, like Avarman was saying, and you'd assume that they'd feel the need to address you with respect or fear consequences, and and that's not there at all. So I agree. I think Skyrim kind of did miss the boat. I also feel that a lot of people have said this and identified it uh, through various uh, memes and and things like that on the web. Uh, so I do hope that it's something that they address in the next uh, official Elder Scrolls game, and, and I know it is something that I feel that the Zenimax has addressed in the game that cannot be named. All right. Also, though, like when you get made Thane, they just say, "Oh, it's an honorary title." Like there's really no substance to it. Like if you met a, like a lord and lady in England, would you bow and curtsy and call them lord and lady, or would you just treat them as a regular person? I suppose it would depend on the time period. Nowadays, I would not bow to anyone, but back when showing disrespect could mean the loss of my head, I think I would be inclined to show them some respect. I wouldn't. 
because everybody knows that I'm a huge G. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where else? What? Uh, see now. Now the other the other thing too is that we have to keep in mind. Um, this is one aspect of Skyrim. Yeah. In regards to the character building of the game, I think I think Armand um, may have been remiss in in not identifying, or or maybe he did think of that and said that it's not it's not you know good enough for him, um, or or deep enough for him. I should I should really say, uh, maybe that's the case. But uh, for me, certainly, I I think the the character uh, building in Skyrim is is fantastic, and I think it is very deep. You know, when I can when I can walk around in Skyrim with a uh, mage that wears a shield in one hand and a, a spell in the other hand and get through the game like that? You, you've got... <laughs> push that orc into oblivion. It's hysterical. <laughs> um, you, you've, got, you've got a robust system. You have a very robust character creation system. Uh, there, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I don't care if there's other games out there that have it as well. I honestly think that you've got a very robust character creation system, especially in relationship to other RPGs that are that are out there. Um, I think that's deep and immersive. Well, I mean, I yeah, the, the, the character progression stat-wise is there, but is there really any character progression from a story standpoint that seems to have any meaning in the overall world throughout the game. I think that's what Armand's getting at, and I would have to agree that I feel that it's a little shallow. Sure. And the character progression story-wise isn't there. Yeah, if, if, if the world reciprocates the actual, like, the player learning and getting the player feeling more important, as well as the Dovahkiin gaining new powers and importance, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have well, to agree. I'll say, let, let's be honest, all right, there, there's probably six sayings, that, maybe eight maybe eight to ten sayings that the gods say, hey, shh, I know who you are, hail Sithis. Yeah, yeah. And like, I know that armor, like you're in the Thieves Guild, and hail companion, or hail, um, I can't remember what the name of the, the leader is. And then, then they'll say, someone saw a sweet roll, and all that, like, it's just a, it's just a loop, and then these other ones are added as you unlock that in the game. Um, is it maybe they need to turn off the earlier ones once you've done a certain thing? But I wouldn't say it's it. It doesn't mean it's not deep. Um, it's just they've got a loop of of so many that they play. Right, and I, I, I just feel same, like there should be more. Right, to, to, to so make add, you feel special. Add like more, I guess add more depth. special. Yeah. Instead of, you know, that's kind of brushing off it as, you know, it's a development thing, blah, 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 it's a loop. Okay, so that's fine. But at least, you know, I think this is all feedback that Bethesda could benefit from in, in the next game is learning, all right, instead of just having that repetitive loop, let's make it feel more alive and immersive. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we always say. To the character in a better way. We, we always say, could there be more? There could always be more. Like, we always want more. You know, saying as the game is, it is. Is it not good enough? I I disagree that it's not good enough. I think it it there is enough there for for me at least to to for it to mean something. And um, right, I, I yeah. And think I think that's important. Is because, like character. Sorry, God. No, I was, I was just gonna say because like for me, because like I I'm coming straight from Oblivion into Skyrim, so I think that comparison when I'm compare like I I can't help but compare. 
you know, Skyrim to Oblivion because they're both Elder Scrolls games. Sure. And, and I and I think you know because I I, I I subconsciously make that comparison compared to I think the 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 depth of, from the world reaction that you get from Oblivion compared to Skyrim. I think that's where Skyrim took a step backwards relative to Oblivion. May may not be for other RPGs, but from you know my personal experience, and, and I think. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, what 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 are you trying to compare it to and where did you come from when you're trying to compare it? Well, and uh, and I don't think what we're saying is that it's a it's a bad game. I no. think we're saying, you know, this this is a problem that we're having with it is the the character progression in a story sense. So I, I just think it, it's feedback for Bethesda to improve upon. We're not necessarily saying, oh, the game was bad. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I, I mean, I love it. I still play it, obviously. So that's a thing. But. I still do feel that the character progression in a story sense isn't there. And to kind of Shank's point in Oblivion, I think they did a cool trick with that. Is that you weren't the hero of the Oblivion story. Whereas in Skyrim, you are the hero, but I don't think Skyrim makes you feel like the hero. All right. Uh, Good points, gentlemen. And um, thank you, Armand, certainly. Uh, If you would like to email the show you can just simply email the show like you would if we were elder scrolls off the record and you can email us at elder scrolls off the record at gmail.com and uh yeah maybe throw in you know in the subject line you know for classic elder scrolls night something like that um all right well we are we're moving right along guys uh john has a mod for you more has got some random lore uh john why don't we uh why don't we talk about your mod for the week all right, so this week I wanted to point out another mod that I know at least Mori also uses. Uh, and this is the audio overhaul for Skyrim. So mm-hmm. this is available on the Nexus. And the description states, a audio overhaul for Skyrim is an extensive sound overhaul aiming to make the soundscape more immersive, clear, responsive, uh, impactful, and ultimately fun, while always aiming for maximum compare compatibility, performance, and coherence with the main game. Uh, Audio has been tweaked and often redesigned from scratch in thousands of instances of content and implementation to achieve one coherent vision for the soundscape that does not rely on third-party content or code. The overall system and tone moves away from a gamey soundscape and instead uses more real-life audio behavior as a guideline. Another goal was really was to really make sure that this mod does not give itself away as a mod. Through subtlety and coherence, new and old content should meld together seamlessly, even if that means that the majority of changes will not be consciously noticed. No content has been stolen from other games. New content is unique to this project, and there is nothing that was just copied straight out of a sound library. Um, this is something that I use. It, it really does make the game feel more, more immersive. Uh, I always thought that the bow sound was very weird in Skyrim. It didn't sound proper. Um, This completely changes that. Uh, Also, your arrows hitting different... um, Depending on what you hit, if you hit a stone wall, it sounds one way. You hit a wooden sign, it sounds another way. And it just helps you get immersed more in the game. So it's definitely something that if you're an immersion, uh, you should check out. Now, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, because I'm sure, like many of our listeners who mod, uh, are aware of a series called um, Climates of Tamriel. 
And Climates of Tamriel has an audio mod. So this is a question for myself and maybe others if you're listening, if you're curious as well. Is Do you know if this is compatible with the Climates of Tamriel audio? Because I know Climates of Tamriel, and I, I certainly use their own Climates of Tamriel audio version. So I'm just curious well, if you... Yeah, it is compatible with uh, Climates of Tamriel, uh, their audio patch, as I believe Mori can attest to, because he uses that. I don't use the Climates. Yeah. Um, but it, it is also listed on the description page that it is compatible uh, with awesome. AOS, with a new I'm... compatibility patch. Yeah, because um, I think the Climates of Tamriel is a lot of world, world sounds and things, whereas uh, the audio overall can be really specific things. Uh, and it, it it does work very well. Well, in, in I'm harmony with each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna download it right now. So. <laughs> oh, sure. All right, and uh, on to on to Maury, your your random lore topic of the Indeed. week. Indeed, uh, I've got a big one this week. Giggity. Uh, you flatter yourself, sir. Immortal blood in, in kind of response to Lude's law segment yesterday on vampires. I thought I'd uh, try and find something to do with them, and I found this immortal blood. It's by Anonymous author, and it reads The moon and stars were hidden from sight, making that particular quiet night especially dark. The town guard had to carry torches to make their rounds. But the man who came to call at my chapel carried no light with him. I came to learn that Movarth Pequeen could see in the dark almost as well as the light. An excellent talent, considering his interests were exclusively nocturnal. One of my acolytes brought him to me, and from the look of him, I at first thought he was in need of healing. He was pale to the point of opalescence with a face that looked like it had once been very handsome before some unspeakable suffering. The dark circles under his eyes bespoke exhaustion, but the eyes themselves were alert, intense, almost insane. He quickly desist, dismissed my notion that he himself was ill, though he did not want to discuss the specific disease. Vampirism, he said and then paused at my quizzical look. I was told that you were someone I should seek out for help in understanding it. Who told you that? I asked with a smile. Tisina Gray. I immediately remembered her, a brave, beautiful knight who had needed my assistance separating fact from friction on the subject of the vampire. It had been two years and I had never heard whether my advice had proven effective. You have spoken to her. How is her ladyship? I asked. Dead, Muvarth replied coldly. And then, responding to my shock, he added, to perhaps soften the blow, she said your advice was invaluable, at least for the one vampire. When last I talked to her, she was tracking another. It killed her. Then the advice I gave was not enough, I sighed. Why do you think it would be enough for you? I was a teacher once myself, years ago, he said. Not in university, a trainer in the Fighters Guild. 
But now I know that if a student doesn't ask the right questions, a teacher can't respond for him. I mean, cannot be responsible for his failure. I intend to ask the right questions. And that he did. For hours, he asked questions and I answered what I could. But he never volunteered any information about himself. He never smiled. He only studied me with those intense eyes of his, committing every word I said to memory. Finally, I turned the question around. You said you were a, a trainer in the Fighters Guild. Are you on assignment for them? No, he said curtly, and finally I could detect some weariness in those feverish eyes of his. I would like to continue this tomorrow night if I could. I need to get some sleep and absorb this. You sleep during the day, I smiled. To my surprise, he returned the smile, thought it, though it was more of a grimace. When tracking your prey, you adapt to their habits. The next day, he did return with more questions. These ones very specific. He wanted to know about the, vampir the vampires of Eastern Skyrim. I told him about the most powerful tribe, the Volkihar, paranoid and cruel, whose very breath could freeze their victims' blood in their veins. I explained to him how they lived beneath the ice of remote haunted lakes, never venturing into the world of men except to feed. Mavath the Queen listened carefully and asked more questions into the night until at last he was ready to leave. I will not see you for a few days, he said, but I will return and tell you how helpful your information has been. True to his word, the man returned to my chapel shortly after midnight, four days later. There was a fresh scar on his cheek, but he was smiling, that grim, satisfied smile of his. Your advice helped me very much, he said, but you should know that the Valkyar have an additional ability that you didn't mention. They can reach through the ice of their lakes without breaking it. It was quite a nasty surprise, being grabbed from below without any warning. How remarkable, I said with a laugh, and terrifying. You're lucky you survived. I don't believe in luck. I believe in knowledge and training. Your information helped me, and my skills at melee combat sealed the bloodsucker's fate. I've never believed in weaponry of any kind. Too many unknowns. Even the best swordsmith has created a flayed, a flawed blade. But you know what your body is capable of. I know I can land a thousand blows without losing my balance, provided I strike first. The first strike, I murmured, so you must never be surprised. That is why I came to you, said Movarth. You know more than anyone alive about these monsters in all their cursed varieties across the land. Now you must tell me more about the vampires of Northern Valenwood. I did as he asked, and once again... The questions taxed my knowledge. There were many tribes to cover. The Bonsamu, who were indistinguishable from Bosma, except when seen by candlelight. The Kielith, who could disintegrate into mist. The Yekif, who swallowed men whole. The dead. The dread Telbath, who preyed on children, eventually taking their place in the family, waiting patiently for years before murdering them all in their unnatural hunger. Once again, he bade me farewell, promising to return in a few weeks, and once again he returned, as he said, just after midnight. This time, Movarth had no fresh scars, 
but again he had new information. You were wrong about the Kirleith being unable to vaporise when pushed underwater, he said, patting my shoulder fondly. Fortunately, they cannot travel far in their misform, and I was able to track it down. It must have surprised it fearfully. You, your field knowledge is becoming impressive, I said. I should have had an acolyte like you decades ago. Now tell me, he said, of the vampires of Cyrodiil. I told him that I could. Uh, I told him what I could. There was but one tribe in Cyrodiil, a powerful clan whose ousted all other competitors, much like the Imperials themselves had done. The true name was unknown, lost in history, but they were experts in concealment. If they kept themselves well fed, they were indistinguishable from living persons. They were cultured, more civilized than vampires of the provinces, preferred to feed on victims while they slept unaware. They were difficult to surprise, Movar frowned, but I will seek one out and tell you what I'll earn, and then you will tell me of the vampire's hierarch, Amafel, elsewhere, Blackmarsh, Morrowind, and the Somerset Isles? Yes. I nodded, knowing that this man was on eternal quest. He wouldn't be satisfied, but the barest hint of how things were, he needed to know it all. He did not return for a month, and on the night that he did, I could see the frustration and despair, though there were no lights burning in my chapel. I failed, he said, as I lit a candle. You were right, I could not find a single one. I brought the light up to my face and smiled. He was surprised, even stunned by the pay, paler of my flesh, dark hunger in my ageless eyes, and the teeth. Oh yes, I think the teeth definitely surprised a man who could not afford to be surprised. I haven't fed in 72 hours, I explained. As I fell on him, he did not land the first blow or the last. And that is the immortal blood over at the Imperial Library. Great job, Maury. Thank you. Each week that you was get a lot better. better. You, you get better and better each week. I'm, I'm really proud of you. Yay. Good job. Well, guys, that is our show for the week, uh, such as Classic Elder Scrolls Night. And, and hey, um, happy Morrowind not uh, not crashing. Yeah. And Daggerfall Yay, as well. Daggerfall didn't crash. Did I say Morrowind? Yep, you, you may have. <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Daggerfall didn't crash. Yay. Um, which which was a uh, a concern. A huge right. win. I I am I, I'm really really glad that we we sort of like overcome all of the challenges that that we knew uh, off air would accompany streaming Daggerfall and and uh, doing a show at the same time. Um, we we had a lot to work through between you know the video uh not sure if that was if that was going to look good um we we uh hopefully you've enjoyed the layout that that we put together in order to make uh that whole thing uh work out um plus the audio the um the game itself didn't know if that was going to crash or not 
but where am I going? <laughs> uh, and then, you know, of course, there's just little things about about the game itself, too. You know, we, we don't know if if the game is if, is going to uh, be friendly or conducive to streaming. So, you know, I think we did a very, very good job. Everyone give yourself a round of applause here. Uh, John, Shank and and of course, Maury, uh, you deserve it. Very good. Did you mean literal round of applause or no? Uh, yeah, literal round of applause. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Uh, thank you, everyone in the chat room, for, for coming out tonight. And uh, I hope you've taken something away from this stream. And, and one of the things I hope you take away from that is Daggerfall, even though it's an old game, I think it deserves our respect. And I think it deserves your, your try, your play. And I, I hope that maybe we get an email uh, in, in the coming weeks saying, you know what? Try Daggerfall. A lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, saying that, I, I believe um, Arena and Daggerfall are free to download. So, um, you know, you really no excuse not to try it. They are free to download, but I would like to shamelessly plug the ability to purchase the Elder Scrolls Anthology through our Amazon link located right below if you're watching the stream or on our website, questgamingnetwork.com, and help support the network at no additional cost. And it, I think for me personally, the setup of getting DOSBox to work for Arena and Daggerfall was much easier with the Anthology than because oh I had tried to do it uh, just using the download option from the Bethesda site, and it was a pain in the butt, so I opted into <laughs> Buying the anthology, so I didn't have to do all that work. I I, cry, I can mod Skyrim and tweak ENBs like no one's business. I cannot install DOSBox. Yeah, <laughs> DOS, that sounds German to me. DOSBox, DOSBox, DOSBox. Anthology for the win. Yeah, definitely buy the anthology. And um, I mentioned a tweet that Bethesda had today. They're giving away a signed copy of that by signed by Todd Howard. So Todd the uh, God Howard. Todd the God Howard, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has any respect for you anymore, Shank. I apologize and probably traveled. killed myself. So I think, I think it, does, it doesn't count. <laughs> and creepy. <laughs> What's our final thoughts, guys? Let's start with Shank. Uh, dude, I, 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 I always love going back and talking about the previous game. I mean, even though I haven't, I admittedly have not played the older games, I, I don't think that means I can't respect them uh, because without them, I would not have fallen in love with Oblivion. I mean, that's just the that's just the blunt, honest truth. So it's it's always fun for me to take a trip back into history and see like, oh man, those those were the systems. You know, this was the world. These were these were the skills. This were the classes. It's I don't know. It, it's it's cool. It's 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 like nostalgia almost. Because it's like I'm, you know, saying hi to an old friend with Elder Scrolls, but it's like I'm seeing it new for the first time as well. So it's a really cool feeling. Uh, John. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun tonight. I think we had some great discussion topics. It's always good to see that we all also have uh, varying opinions on the show. It's very uh, good to see everyone's different stance. And honestly, uh, I'm kind of inspired to play a little Daggerfall because to me, this looks a little bit better than Morrowind does. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, my final thoughts, because usually I get glossed over, um, mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll step in. Purposefully. Before, before evolving the, 
before Evarwin rudely moves on. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that... Evarwin, um, don't let Maury... D- don't let Maury... Oh, no! Uh, oh, you jerks. <laughs> no, like, I just want to say that, like... You know, like, Shank, I haven't played all the older games, and, um, you know, I haven't played much of Oblivion. Um, but we're all Elder Scrolls fans, and we're all moving forward at the same time. Maybe we just had a different start in the race. So... Um, I think, you know, open discussion and um, respectful discussion and just appreciation of, of the franchise as as a whole, whether you're coming just from a Skyrim or you played Oblivion and Skyrim or you played Arena when you was a spotty teen back in the day. You know, we we all love it for our own reasons, but we all love it and it's definitely... Um, it's definitely a lot to think about and talk about and enjoy. So that's my thought for the day. Well said. Um, I got to say that, you know, Daggerfall is is a... Uh, I can understand why there's so many people, even to this day, that are still very loyal to this game and, and tout it for uh, it being the greatest Elder Scrolls game ever. Um, I don't think I would give it that title, but I would say that I can understand why people who, who played this and this was their first Elder Scrolls game would feel that way. Um I, I think it's a, a wonderful Elder Scrolls game. I'm having a lot of fun playing it, and um, I got to admit, you know, the the challenge is there, but it's not impossible, and and I think that's extremely important too. Well, uh, thank you very much, everyone who who has joined us today. Thank you to the chat room. Thanks, uh, John, Maury, Shank for for helping me out today. Uh, thank you for watching us on on YouTube and of course on the podcast as well. Thank you for listening. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the foos be with you.